So I'm Eric Long, and welcome back to the Business Hogs podcast, the podcast where we just discuss important economic issues and important business topics that are prevalent in society today. This is our ninth official episode, and today I'm with my co-hosts, Amani Modi and Devin Patel. Today's guest speakers are Parth Patel and Johnny Profaci, who are the founders of Brand Arrow Agency, a digital marketing agency. So would you guys like to introduce yourselves? So I'll go first. So my name is Parth Patel. Um, I'm a junior at Monroe High School. Um, I'm the junior. And uh, yeah, I mean, Eric explained it pretty well what we do. Um, that's kind of all that I have for myself. But I mean, I, I kind of specialize more in the operations space with um, web development, advertising, and SEO. And I'll leave it off to John. All right. My name is John Berfacci. Um, I used to attend Monroe Township High School. Just like Ian Parth founded Brand Arrow back in April of 20. And the, the service we provided are social media marketing, website development, website services, all that kind of stuff with digital marketing. But yeah, that's a good, uh, that's a good explanation of Nice. So uh, just for the viewers here, just to kind of preface them and give them something to work off of, uh, how would you guys explain what digital marketing is just for like, for those who don't really know much about it? Uh, John, you want to take that one or you want me to go? Uh, Parth, you can get this one. All right, sure. So digital marketing is, you know, it, it's, it's a form of marketing, right? Um, what a lot of professors and professionals in the marketing industry would, would classify it as it's the future of marketing. You would traditionally have newspapers, billboards, things like that, right? You want to kind of think of it the same way, but digitized to, you know, uh, replicate the modern era. So, you know, instead of newspapers, now you have news columns or blog sidebars. Instead of billboards, now you have flashy ads on um, social media sites, right? Yeah. So it's essentially encompassing your business or your brand onto the onto the online world and uh, instead of traditional media, right? To, you know, grab a, grab, grab a greater audience. All right. So what would you say are like different types of services that digital marketing would offer and like services that you guys at Brando or agency uh, offer as well? Um, so, so I can do this one if you want. Okay, sure. Yeah, take that. Yeah. So at Brando agency, we provide things like social media marketing, which includes like content creation, video creation, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, we post on people's social medias. We also do website development. We, we go into the back end of the code. We design websites for all types of businesses, website management, email management, all that kind of stuff. We do uh, targeted advertising through Facebook, Google, uh, Snapchat, YouTube, basically almost every single every single platform there is to do ads on. We do that for, for small businesses. And that, uh, that really sums up our services. Yeah, so you guys have like websites, advertising. Do you use any influencers? Um, so influencer marketing is is, is kind of a different um, a, a different topic. If if we're being frank, um, we're kind of focused more on the brand marketing aspect uh, relating to small businesses. We do work with a couple influencers, though. We try to keep it low, um, just as you know, we'd like to prefer to work with small business owners, right, and grow that community rather than helping influencers. Not to you know speak negatively of influencers, but you know. They're usually well well adjusted to what they do, and they already have somewhat of growth strategies built, and you know they're making good income, good revenue. Um, well, oftentimes small businesses are uh, struggling, so if it's if it's in the positive benefit of the small business, we'll try to grab an influencer to promote something. But um, more than likely, we don't touch on influencers unless and unless only if um, they're a musician or an artist, 
Um, John, John forgot to mention this, but we also have uh, a music service that we're, we're kind of just getting into. So we distribute um, music through um, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Pandora, all those, right? 100% royalties, two days, um, workaround time, all that, cover arts, lyrics, verification. Um, so, you know, the only really influencer we would work with is an artist to, you know, kind of build their uh, build their artist presence online. Okay. Oh, was that for small businesses? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So some of the I'll just give you guys two examples of, of some small businesses that we do. We actually do a real estate company in Monroe uh, called Midstate Realty. And for them, we do a lot of we do a lot of website management for them and content creation. And so in the real estate industry, when a house is sold. It's a big deal. It's, it's on the MLS system. It's sold, and it's a the agent gets their commission. So, when an agent gets their commission, it shows they know how to sell real estate. So, we do that for them is we create really really nice content for them to post on their social medias, and then it spreads the word and gets them their name out there with their contact information, the info about the property, all that kind of stuff, and the kind of real estate they sell. What kind another of other business? We, oh, I'm sorry. You can go. Oh, no, uh, so yeah, um, another business we do stuff for is a company. It's a small lending company called Lend Hero. They're an affiliate for a company called Fundrise, and the main services we do for them is their website and a lot more content creation on the Instagram too. Uh, we custom coded their website. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know what affiliate marketing is, it's just really where you get your merchants to promote your products and services, and affiliates promote brands to audiences for a fee. Pretty much, yep. It's a good revenue stream if any of you are looking to get yeah. something going. It yep. could be like email sign-up registrations, like subscriptions, you know, stuff like that, really. Yep. There's even things like, you know, Amazon. You can go on Amazon and sell a product. You know, often on TikTok, you see um, those TikToks of like top 10 Amazon items or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And when you actually click the link in their bio, they actually get a commission of whatever you buy because it's an affiliate link. So it's, it's a definitely a good revenue stream if you're able to... Um, you know, spread the word and raise awareness on that link. Yeah, I've seen, uh, like, especially when I was, like, watching YouTube or whatever, I've seen a lot of big influencers who choose to, like, at the end of the year, sometimes what they'll do is they'll break down, like, their income statements so where they got all their income from, and they get a pretty decent chunk from them, Amazon affiliate links. Yeah, it, it definitely, um, it's definitely a big part because, you know, especially it, it really applies to anyone, whether it's a vlogger or a, a gamer whatever you know in the in the link in the bio you are whatever the description you have uh, the equipment i use for example or you know the product shown in this video and more than often at least you know 20 people will click on it, out of that at least like two will buy and that's still money mm-hmm. right yeah the digital marketing agency it's like it's changing a lot because we deal with a lot of these people now who they have such large customer bases they they get an audience through whatever videos um their social medias, whatever they do, but they don't know how to convert their audience. So affiliate marketing is actually a really good way to just, you know, it's not even your own product. You're just selling other people's product. You use your audience and then you're getting, you're getting free sales off of it. So. Yep. Yeah. Because like you're saying how their audience is so big that you're able to like use their huge audience to market. Like it, it works in your favor. You're saying. Yeah, exactly. Cause a lot of influencers, what they do is they'll have their content and their, their videos and they, they uh they get this huge amount of people following them but they, they, then they don't know what to sell or make money with it so you know, here's here's a way to think of it right it's it's basically you're getting free marketing right you all you have to give them is uh, maybe like you know you give them a product a sample of it right it usually doesn't cost much to you you get free advertising or marketing to this multiple audience bases right but you only pay 
the marketer once they make a sale. And that comes out of your, your revenue, right? So you're still making a profit. So it, it's, it's a really smart way to market. It's basically you get free marketing and awareness. You get awareness for free. You get free sales. Well, not free, but you know, you know what I mean? You know, it's, it's um, first you get the sale, then you pay. So it's, it's a different way to look at marketing. It's definitely not what traditionally came. So with the whole growth of um, digital agencies and digital media and, you know, the modern era, affiliate marketing is, is definitely, you know, taking a growth concept. Right. So it's almost like a commission you're saying, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yep. Do you think affiliate marketing ties in with, you know, uh, social media marketing in a way? Because you're like, you're promoting it through, um, through like your, these, these creators with like such a large base. Yeah, 100%. Um, personally, I've worked in the fitness industry and the, uh, I used to run an old fitness company called J pro fitness and I amassed a following of 54,000 followers and I had no idea what to do with the following to make money. So what I did is, as I affiliate marketed for a lot of fitness eBooks about stretching and exercising and that kind of stuff. And I actually made a pretty good amount of money doing that. Wow. And the book was full of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> money is money. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but wouldn't you make money off Instagram for having such like such a large base like that? No, Instagram themselves they don't pay you directly, so you would have to sell your own type of product, do it advert. You could. So yeah, obviously, um, touching on what Johnny's saying, um, the right, you know, he mentioned Instagram itself doesn't pay you, but you know, when you have over. I'd say like 20,000, right, John? You're, John's more into social media. Um, he, he manages social media first, but I believe it's like 20 or 30K. That's when companies will start reaching out to you either to sell a product or sponsor you or get their link in your bio. So regardless, you're going to get paid whether you make the sale or not. So I guess, you know, it kind of goes both ways when it comes to affiliate marketing, um, which is why I guess it's so popular. It's, it's really well balanced. You know what actually I've seen for affiliate marketing? This is kind of on like a tangent, but like I've seen people on YouTube will have like these really like cool looking videos but in reality it's all a scam and then people are like really interested in whatever they're making like mm-hmm. that one video so they'll link literally every single like part of the product that they use in their uh, in their description mm-hmm. and then they'll make a ton of money off of just like scamming people <laughs> yeah i mean scamming is a harsh word but i mean i you know Morally, yeah, I would say it's scamming, but literally, it's you know, it's business, yeah. right? At the end of the day, it's trade. Morally, yeah, it might be um, it might be misinterpreted, and it, it might be misinterpreting it in general as a concept. But no, I definitely agree with you. Um, you know, a lot of people take their growth in different ways. I know a lot of influencers that have over like 500k, and they still choose not to get sponsored or have affiliate links just because you know they like doing what they're doing. They don't, they're not there for the yeah. money, right? They just want to do what they're doing. So it really depends on the person, the industry, the content, and who reaches out to them, you know. Wait, so you guys want to talk about, um, like, customer lifestyle or customer life cycles? (laughs) Yeah, customer (laughs) life cycles. Yeah. Yeah, sure. John, you want to take that one? Um, yeah, sure. So with um our so our approach to the customer lifestyle, uh, our life cycle is when we first get a customer at Brand Arrow, um, what we use is 
our main actually our first client we ever got was from Facebook advertising. So then with Facebook advertising, we uh it's we do we paid advertising through Facebook that had uh, a lot of videos and and white labeled videos through our one of our marketing companies we do business with and we got the lending company, Lending Hero. And through that we first we got our first client we went on a sales call with him and we got we got him on we got him on board. And you know, with us with our customers it can take anywhere from one to three calls. Side note, if you bring parts to the call, I'd say it's a call or two <laughs> at most. Um, do you take the same approach to each type of customer? No, um, it's slightly, slightly, uh, slightly different. Yeah, it's, it's slightly altered. You know, it depends. You know, if, if we're talking to an influencer, we're obviously talking different business growth strategies. If we're talking to a small business, it's different growth strategies. If we're talking to e-commerce. Um, often, you know, we actually were, um, we were in touch with the Ohm Foundation, which you guys mm-hmm. might have heard of. Um, we were, we, yeah, we were, um, uh, in talks with working with them and with them, you know, we had to consider legality. So for, you know, a call, we were talking just about the legality of certain merchandising and things like that. Cause being a nonprofit, you know, so it really all depends. It's really natural. It's a natural conversation. And that's what we look to build with the customer. We look to build a natural, uh, relationship. It's, and we're not talking business. We're talking mm-hmm. growth. And then after we get our clients, we'll usually have a, well, we'll set up meeting and yep. we'll go over if they, if they have a current business that they're already running, or if they don't even have a business, we'll actually help them set up. We have a, we have a program that does, we help, we help uh, set up legal documents like LLCs, addendums, certain kind of sales contracts, all that kind of stuff. We do that for small businesses. Do you think that because like your rates, like I saw on your website, you charge around $1, $1 a day for some of these businesses. Do you think that's what gets them to turn to you to, you know, market their business? 100%. Okay. Because we yeah. Know, right? So that, that, yeah. So that's definitely a big, big factor in it. Um, you also have to keep in mind we're a marketing agency. So we're obviously going to market, yeah. right? A dollar a day, the plan doesn't come with everything, right? It's, it's a really basic plan. It's like buying a, you know, like a $25,000 car. It doesn't come with mm-hmm. everything you want. Um, you obviously have to get upgraded seats. You have to get the he- heated windshield and, you know, everything else that Eric wants because, you know, he needs everything in his car, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, it, it doesn't come with everything. So what our, what our plan with that is, is you, you – and, you know, I'm sure John and I both feel stupid or, you know, scammy, I guess, as John says, to, for saying this. But we whenever we get in a call and they talk about the, the dollar-a-day offer, we end up converting them into, like, a $300 offer. But um, – it, it's really there to, you know, grab their attention. Um, at the end of the day, it is still a viable offer, right? They can accept it. Um, it's more of a trial, right? You you kind of test drive it for a month and kind of see if you like it. Oh, so it's only the like only a dollar a day for a month? Come with everything. Yeah, yeah, it's a dollar a day for a month. You can keep it longer, but realistically, you're not getting many options with it, right? So you're not going to be able to progress. if Even if your business is growing, you're going to have to somehow upgrade the plan to then you know, keep up with yeah. the rest of the yeah, business. So like three, four months, I guess right? it's a, yeah, exactly. So, you know, regardless, I guess you can say Parth came up with a smart strategy, um, you know, on both fronts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, I like the idea of like how that works with a catchy, like slogan or I guess it's a slogan. To exactly. I mean, think about it, right. You know, small business owners, they're, they're always working 24%. And um, I'm, I was recently doing a, a research article and um, in it, a case study and I figured out, you know, 99% of United States businesses are small businesses, right? So think about the amount of people that wake up every day, go to their bagel shop, their 
CPA office, their lawyer firm, wherever, their garage, they drink a coffee every morning. That coffee costs what nowadays? Like a dollar twenty and rip offs at like Starbucks or whatever. I mean, yeah, you can literally get marketing and all these tools for less than a coffee a day, yeah. right? Especially if you're in California. California is way too expensive. Yeah, exactly. And that's where all the startups yeah. are too. Like in Silicon Valley and LA and all those places like Exactly. We don't get up, we don't get enough attention here in uh, in New Jersey. We get too much snow instead. Um just I'm a just question. All right, you, yeah, you can go first. Um, what do you feel differentiates you guys from companies choosing other marketing firms? I think the $1 a day plan mm-hmm. does make us a lot different, but that's all around the board too. Our prices compared to other people, since we're a smaller marketing firm, there's not a lot of corporate corporate and management fees that we actually turn out being a lot, a lot less expensive with compared to other markets i think it's 2.2.5 percent yeah. cheaper but which you know think if you think about it you know or not sorry not 2.5 i believe it's much yeah. higher than like 20.5 yeah. um yeah. something like don't that yeah turn, don't you guys still turn out the same profit though because like it's not really one dollar a day because you're still making a significant amount of money over time yeah, so that's exactly the the strategy uh, behind it and believe it or not even on the one dollar a day we are still making a a profit that covers the bill for that. Um, I don't want to dive too deep into it and give away um, yes, some secrets, yeah. right? But uh, we do we do make profit on the dollar a day too. Um, but obviously, the client's going to want some growth coming in, so that's why that's why you know we we end up getting them upgraded. But um, you know, like John was saying, we're significantly cheaper. So marketing agencies, um, I'm going to compare it to New Jersey, New York, and uh, Pennsylvania, the metropolitan area, tri-state. The agency prices around a thousand to a thousand five hundred a month we charge somewhere from starting at like 200 to like 1.2k so you know it's we're basically our highest price is their base price uh, okay. so it's already much cheaper yeah so like you know like how there's so many other types of strategies out there like email marketing all, all like the stuff like that you know like all this stuff mm-hmm. you see on Maybe have you ever guys like looked at a motivational video and then like the ads that come right before it on, you know, if you're like you're, if you're watching a business clip and then they say, oh, yeah, do you want to be a, a millionaire in this economy? Well, take my course, stuff like that. Oh, though, yeah, I, I hate know. those. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, like, let's say, you know, someone stupidly subscribes their email there. And like then, Eric, you know, like, have you oh, done stuff like that? Like that? Eric. <laughs> yeah. They got him bad. <laughs> yeah but have you you know done stuff like that where you're you're non-stop writing emails to like the people you market you know stuff like that email marketing yeah so we obviously have a limit on how many emails we write um you know we don't go all out because there's also certain legal requirements um i forgot the and you don't law want name off, of course there's a lot it's, yeah yeah of course that too and there's also a big anti-spam law that go that goes really? um so our yeah, yeah. So our email marketing provider actually they they'll ban us. They they'll restrict our account if we send too many emails. So for example, there's a bounce rate, right? So there's a bounce rate and a view rate. So if I'm sending you ten emails, right, and you're only viewing two of them, that view rate's gonna drop and they're gonna ban me because they're like, okay, if these people are so into you, why aren't they opening? Because the they're their whole idea. Email. I've been getting those emails for like four months now. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. You th- always check at the bottom. It should say unsubscribe. 
Yeah, if they if they do it on top of that, well, I'd yeah. say go to a lawyer and sue them. You make good money. You can make like 10k. But um, Amani, what um, were you saying? How do you know? Sorry, it's just a side question. But how do you know if they open the email or not? No, that's a good question. I think a lot of people are wondering this. So a lot of people don't know this, but every marketing company, and you know this this includes Hollister and um, apparel companies, Foot Locker, whatever, like uh, Apple, all these big companies, or right? anyone that does email marketing. This is a must. Um, in the email, emails are code, right? They're not just plain text. There's HTML code inside of an email. It attaches a, um, a tracker, which essentially, when the email is open, it, it, it sends back to the system a, uh, an API, API get request, and it tells the system how many times you opened it, how fast you opened it, what times you opened it at, if you forwarded it. it there's a lot of uh, possibilities that you, you know, most people don't know about. So, you know, they're looking at it and they're like, oh, my God, Eric keeps opening it. So they're, they're definitely, like, interested in oh, sending more problems. Um, that's kind of crazy because yeah. I'm going through the application process right now. And obviously, you get a bunch of marketing and spam emails. And I'll end up getting more of the schools that I've opened them for than the ones that I haven't. And then eventually, like, they fade away, which is actually cool enough. Yeah, are those exactly. the emails? Like, you know, like, all these uh, subscription emails you get? Yeah. Is, that, is, it the same, is it the same thing? It is. It is the same thing. They have. They hire. They actually hire marketing agencies just like us to work with them. Um, and you always notice it's it's more of the smaller schools that are um, more private yeah. based, not public schools. You know, you're not getting you're not getting emails from um, state universities and things like that. Um, and if you do, they're you know they're smaller ones, lower income mm -hmm. state universities. That's because you know they're able to work directly. They're private universities, so they're able to work directly with companies like us to set up campaigns without getting a problem with internal affairs right. or something. You know. That's so actually, where does all that where does all that data collect like like the view time and then like when they open it and like how long they viewed it for like where do you guys like or where would the person who's sending the emails collect all that data? So there's multiple databases that collect all this data, right? Um, I know John is really familiar with uh, Constant Contact. So John, do you want to kind of run them down? Yeah, Constant so Contact? Constant Contact is exactly like I'm sure you guys have heard of Shopify. And um, WordPress and those kind of website template builders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Constant Contact is the same exact thing, but for email marketing. So, Constant Contact is a service. There, they have. There's free options. There's paid options. But Constant Contact actually takes the code and reads it by itself and reads it to us in in words. So if we we'll be able to see if there's a bounce back of the email if it's opened if it's sent somewhere. All that kind of all that kind of stuff, but constant contact does it all for us, so you don't even need to go into the code. And that's, that's it yeah, a lot it's of time, pretty much hundred percent uh, exactly. And what we what we built with one of our products that Eric and Devin know really well is Brand Suite, right? Yeah. It's um it's a product that we offer, and it has all these built-in tools, right? So we actually work with Constant Contact. It's I mentioned them because they're one of our partners, including Privy. We work the, with them as a certified reseller. Um, so we resell at a discounted price, obviously, um, which is um, a pro for us. And it integrates right into our system. So when they log into our system, along with telling them how many sales they got that day, how many website visits, blah, 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 whatever, right? It also tells them how many times their emails was open or this and that. And, it, you know, it's, it's really simple, Amani, when, you're, when you bring it up. It's like, it's literally, if they open it multiple times, it'll appear green. If they didn't, it'll appear red. It's it's really visual. Oh it's like wow! Wait, so you could see how many times I open like the email, for example. Yep. Oh, wow. Exactly. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. 
Wait, do they have that like same thing with yep. mobile and, like SMS? Like you know, like those text messages you subscribe to? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. So SMS marketing is actually something we and we do have reselling services for SMS marketing. We don't have. I believe we only have one or two clients that use it. Right, John? Yeah, I think it's but yeah, yeah, but it is a big part and both with SMS and email marketing, they have chains so that basically it says, okay, if this person opened this email more than twice, send them this email next. And the next one's like, oh, you opened it twice. Let's get some more info. So I'm sure Eric is going to get a lot of these soon. <laughs> Do you like send like tips in these messages or, you know, just advertisements? For us specifically at Brand Arrow, we send um, our blog articles, which once again, you two know about really well. Um, but yeah, we send uh, blog articles. So, you know, it's basically tips, updates on um, what's what's going on with, um, you know, the whole digital world. What is, can you give a rundown on uh, what Brand Suite is? Sure, John, you want to give them that? Yeah, sure. And actually, uh, John, when you're, when you're talking about it, mention, uh, mention uh, Moss too. You're gonna talk, John. Being weird, but um, so Brand Suite is basically a software that was developed with a lot of different um, a lot of different aspects as social media manager in today's day in today's day and age. You have Twitter, Instagram, you got Snapchat, you got Facebook, you got all all these different um, all social medias. So, what's the solution to managing them all for a business? You have a management software that does them all at once. So that's um, Social Pro that comes with Brand Suite. We also have um, Advertising Pro, which does the same thing for advertising services like Snapchat ads, Facebook ads, Google ads, all that kind of stuff. All those ads in one place too. We also Is he gone? All right, I'll take over. So... John, shut up if you're talking. All right, let me take over. So um, Brand Suite is, uh, you know, essentially it's a management software like he, he mentioned. Um, think of it like Google Drive, right? When you, when you sign into Google Drive, you have docs, uh, presentations, right? What is it, slides, uh, sheets, all of that, right? So essentially when you sign into Brand Suite, you have um, social media, ads, website, reputation. So you can manage your reviews around Yelp, TripAdvisor, create your website, um, manage security for it. Um, you can... For example, add constant contact right into the system. You can add, um, you know, things like SMS marketing. It's basically let's grab every single site that does marketing, right? Um, Facebook ads, Google ads, um, websites, every aspect of digital marketing, and let's put it into one login at one site where I can do everything from one place and it looks simple and there's not big words that Devin wouldn't understand like <laughs> ROI. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it makes you see what I'm saying. Like, so nice. I mentioned Moss. Yeah. I mentioned Moss. So Moss just came in with us. Um, and you, Eric and Devin both know him, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, we mentioned him, but uh, we just hired Moss as the director of Brand Suite because, you know, John and I are quite busy with Brand Arrow itself. Um, Brand Suite and Brand Arrow are one company, essentially. Uh, Brand Suite is a subsidiary, but Brand Suite is like D, uh, DIY, right? So it's like people like us that are uh, more modern and into technology, right? We kind of, we know how to navigate things. While brand arrow is more of lawyers, doctors, um, accountants, people that have, well, you know, I don't want to say it this way, but you know, people that have money, but not time, right? Yeah. It's always that balance time or money. people that don't have, 
um, time but have money will go with Brand Arrow. People that have uh, time but no money will go with Brand Suite. So okay. you're just basically split into two branches to satisfy all consumers' needs? Exactly. And um, we it, doing that, it satisfies the right um, pricing. Yeah, and to potential. all you listeners out there, what, what Parf and Johnny have done with Brand Arrow Agency, they've basically done the art of the deal where, you know, they've been offering an offer. Like, I mean, they've been making it an offer to customers that they can't resist. And, you know, that really helps them with their purchases. An offer they can't resist. You know where that's from? Exactly. It's a what? juicy offer. No, it's from the Godfather. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I heard that was a movie. A what? I heard that was a good movie. It's four hours long. Yeah, I heard it was a good movie. Four so I watched it. It's longer than a Marvel movie. Damn. It's good. Yeah. It's really still for thirty minutes. All right, so this is kind of like the crux of this, but so why would you say like digital marketing is important, like especially for someone who's just starting out their business? I mean, we're starting this podcast and whoever's starting like other companies and whatever for growth, like, why would you say that it's important that they get mm-hmm. into digital marketing and like, or they have somebody do their digital marketing and they have some, like they start it quickly. So this is, this is actually a really big question I get from clients. I'm talking about prospects, right? Those are prospects or clients that, uh, that aren't clients yet, right? They're, we're working to get them, which, which of course I always do, but you know, that's why I call them clients. But, um, you know, I'm on the phone with clients and they're like, okay, but why do we need digital marketing? Why do we need this? Why do we need that? And, you know, they ask a million questions and that's all right because they're confused often. So the reason digital marketing is so important is you have to consider the fact that growth in the digital presence or in the digital world is so important nowadays. With everything being online, um, you know, e-commerce shops, you see Amazon, you see Walmart is even moving towards automation, AI and online stuff. Um, I mean, what can't you buy? You know, Tesla just... Um, Un- unveiled their their remod their redesign for the model three and model yeah. x right mm-hmm. or i think model s and the the big marketing concept on their website right on the home pages order um touchless right like we'll, we'll deliver it to your house we'll deliver a car to your house like that, that's how far the world has advanced that everything is online you know you can buy whatever you want pretty much online now you can buy a car online next you're gonna be able to buy a house online i think you already can so the world is definitely evolving to the digital you know, digital infrastructure very, very quickly, maybe faster than a lot of us hope or want just because, um, you know, not a lot of us can be accustomed, uh, get accustomed to it right away. So my easy answer to why do I need digital marketing is do you want your business to run 10 years from now? You know, but I don't obviously say <laughs> that rude, right? I try to make it sound nice, but that's kind of, just ask yourself that, right? Let's say you, you open a business in today's day and you're not doing digital, you're not too deep into digital market. You just have like an Instagram page. Yeah, but whatever, doesn't that right? really like separate local What's businesses from, you know, the businesses that are really successful because in digital marketing, you have like versatile roots? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 you're right. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of aiming this toward more towards e-commerce, which is a type of client, but we do work with local businesses. It's a big part of us. So think of it this way, okay? Um, let, me, let me get Devin on this. Um, Devin, Devin, what's your favorite type of food? Um, like cuisine, what's your favorite? Let's go with Italian. Italian? All right. So let's say you want some Italian food, right? And you're in like Nebraska. Okay. I don't know why, but you're in Nebraska. So you go to what you go to, how do you get Italian food? If you don't know where you are, you go to Google, right? You type in Italian food near me. You're going to see three options on Google always. And we call those the, uh, the three pack, right? It's always three options that you see on Google, whether you're on desktop or phone, 
and you guys can try this on later. And if you're, if you're listening out there right now, um, open a new tab or, you know, go on something, go to Chrome, type in something near me, right? You'll see a list of three. Those three local businesses are what people are clicking on because it's right there. It's in front of them. It's of convenience and it has high reviews. They don't want to waste time. They're hungrier. They need whatever. They're going to click the call. They're going to click direction. They're going to go right there. Now, if your business does not appear in that top three, and even worse, if it does not appear on the first page of Google in general, you're not getting clients through that extra audience, right? Um, you're basically losing a huge audience. And if you're already making good profit and you're doing well in business, that's fine. But the whole art of business is competition. You want to beat the competition. That's the okay. art of business, not making money. So now you're losing that entire audience right there. So that's, that's SEO specifically though, right? It, it kind of ties into everything because that's also local listings because you want to, that's SEO, local listings, you know, ties into SEO really well, but it also includes social media marketing, right? Because you want to, you want to be, um, you want, let's say like your know, TikTok is big, right? It's popping right now. On your For You page, you want to appear as like, you know, you want to appear to have a, a pizza commercial if you're a local pizzeria with like a, uh, all you can eat for twenty five ninety nine on Fridays or something. You know, you want to attract people through that. You want people tagging people. You want to do giveaways. Maybe if you're a local pizzeria, you can do a giveaway for um, all you can eat um, pizza yeah. party. Well, not during COVID, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Social distance party. Who knows? But um, uh, an all you can eat pizza party, you can market that off Instagram and have people tagging people in comments now. Right. So now you're getting more and more people tagged. You're getting those Instagram shares. You're raising awareness. The big thing is it's a local community, right? So let's say if it's a pizzeria in Monroe and like the 15 mile radius, we have Old Bridge, um, North Brunswick. I don't know if that's in the 15 mile, but you know, South Brunswick, all that, right? So now you're generating more and more traffic through social media and you know, who doesn't like pizza, right? So, and if, even if you don't like pizza, bro, if you can yeah, get a, you know, all you can eat, why not, right? Um, um, so yeah, all, all the clubs do that um, in every school. They do this Chipotle promo where Chipotle like, you know, does, gives them like a, um, a certain, certain commission off of, um, or, you know, donates to their club off of every sale that they get that night that shows them the flyer. Um, so that's, that's actually on Chipotle's part. That's a way of marketing, right? That's affiliate marketing right there. You're still making profit because they're still paying for that Chipotle. It's not free, but you're just giving a commission and you're giving it for a good cause. You're giving it for fundraising. So that's a, that's a good, that's a prime example of affiliate marketing. Nice. So would you say like, would you say like there's still a decent amount of value left in traditional marketing as opposed to digital marketing? You're saying, oh, are no, you saying just, Facebook? You know, is a lot of people. people who use Facebook are more, you know, parent type. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The audience, audience. Yeah. I do have Facebook. I do use Facebook. Um, obviously it's a big part of what I do because yeah. I'm having to, you know, run Facebook ads all the time for companies, but um, um, I've never seen that. So yeah. Facebook, you're right. I probably haven't seen it because, you know, they target it based on age, audience, what their interests are. Facebook often gets, you know, recently they were in a, a Congress um, Congress resolution because, you know, Facebook is always involved in privacy issues for all the marketing data that they sell and provide. So I I was personally not targeted by the ad you're mentioning, but yeah, Facebook definitely has a lot of, uh, it has, I believe, I, I like to say one of the most uh, specifics when it comes to so targeting. Do you, do you like, is your audience really in the, like how old are they are they in their 20s or 30s so our audience really varies i mean you know we've had people from their 19s and 20s um, junior, um maybe sophomore and junior year of college 
all the way upwards of people that are 50, like, you know, 55. So it, it really varies because, you know, entrepreneurs yeah. nowadays come in all, all shapes and sizes, right? Um, so whatever, so whatever curious, we can do, do you for guys whoever have we do. clients out of state and like do marketing out of state? Yeah, we do. So we actually have clients all over um, the United States. And so, you know, we have a couple in Texas. We have some in New York, New Jersey, obviously, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina. Um, I think we might have one in California or, yeah, maybe one in California. We have um, two in the, uh, sorry, two in Canada. So, yeah, I mean, two, the two in Canada are really our only two internationals. Um, but they're primarily, you know, United States clients. We only work with um, customers in the United States and Canada primarily. Uh, it's open to the European countries, but we don't really, yeah. really like to go out, um, you That's know, past those boundaries. So how did you, how did you like market and present yourself in a way that you're able to get clients from all over places? So obviously, you know, being a marketing agency that we are, um, we were able to, you know, get a gist of who we want and how to get them. Um, yeah. And I can't reveal too much, um, but, you know, we, we basically have a growth growth plan and a marketing plan that lets us get to the right people um, the right way. And once we get to them, they just already seem to be interested. Like, you know, just today I woke, the, I woke up to two new meetings scheduled for um, this coming Monday and today's a Saturday. So in two days, you know, I have a potential to grab another two clients. Um, yeah, so what got better. you into this? So I've had a prolonged history in um, business and entrepreneurship. I started my first business when I was 11, um, registered as a limited liability corporation, right? An LLC in the state of New Jersey um, back when I was 11. And from there, I've started multiple businesses and um, digital marketing was always a big aspect of any business. So I've always been into it. Um, I've learned to code when I was like nine. So um, web development was like the biggest part. And then I learned um, graphic design when I was like 12 or 13. So combining those two and then adding with ads and things as I slowly progressed, it really uh, gave me the the shape and uh, knowledge. I was to just form curious, what was your first business agency. when you were eleven? Um, that's a good question, actually. Um, so my first business was something like Ask dot com, if you know what that is, or Yahoo Answers. Oh or nowadays Quora, actually Quora is a big one, right? You get <laughs> yeah. you all your homework. Yeah, yeah, homework answers are on there too. Anyways, um, um, so it, it was something like that. It was um, going to be something just like Quora, Ask.com, or Yahoo Answers. But obviously for that, you need people to get there and ask questions and have responses to grow, right? So I don't even know how those companies did in the first place. But um, that's, it, it really wasn't something that was viable. But I remember when we started, I was, I was super into it. Um, I always go big or go home when I start businesses and ventures. So I remember I had like 500 business cards and like, for telephone lines and everything was like we have fax lines everything was crazy you know um it, it was it was really crazy but um the the reason you know it didn't work out was unfortunate um yeah. and it, it made sense though you know you you learn and grow from your mistakes though i feel like if i started that business today i could i could easily is reach um, a different marketing something you want to do in the future Yeah, it actually is. So my, my major in college is going to be in business administration mm -hmm. and specifics in uh, digital marketing and marketing. And um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to double major and take operations and logistics as a uh, second major. That's interesting. Yeah, so moving on to the post-purchase stage, like what when you're finished 
marketing, uh, like a client's business, what do you, what do you do to, you know, maybe refer them over to others or, you know, keep them interested in maybe buying another product or another service? Like, what do you do? So we, we keep in touch all the time, right? We, we will, they can really call us whenever they want. Um, we check in on them at least once a month to kind of make sure everything's flowing, if we can do anything for them. And we're always, in, we're always uh, interesting them in new services that uh, we have to offer and how we can help them. And we're obviously not pushy about it. We're like, you know, this is nice if you want to, if, if you want to consider it. We even sell merchandising, right? We sell branded apparel. Yeah. Um, as you guys know, you guys have mugs, right, from Brand Arrow. So, you know, we send, uh, we send clients um, gifts and things all the time just, you know, get them to want to, you know, keep your, keep your Yeah, but do you, like, offer head. anything after the service is finished? Like, is there any other promotions or something like that? So what do you mean by service is finished? Because, I mean, you know, more than often, we do have you one-time know, like services, that, but more than often, um, you know, it's a monthly subscription. Word, that, that keeps you inclined to gain more customers, like, like the current customer you have maybe referring you over to someone else. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we have referral programs where if you refer someone, uh, we can cut you a monthly discount for like a couple months, maybe two, three months, and then we'll we'll stick back to the normal price. But yeah, we definitely have yeah, referrals. Yeah, because like I know a lot like of that. Instagram accounts out there that want to grow, they've they've offered these promotions. Like for example, oh, if you write us a review, then maybe we'll shout you out or something like that. Or maybe you know, like put in like terms of more local businesses. Yeah, like yeah, like offering a free dog toy and oh yeah, a hundred percent review out of that. Or yeah, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we definitely do the same thing. We'll be like, you know, we'll we'll add the service for free for a month. You tell us if you like it. If you want, we can keep it. But you guys have to try it out for a month. Or like I said, we'll send free client gifts. You know, we'll send them whatever, maybe a five hundred business cards so they can promote themselves. Um, so uh, so there's, know, there's a lot uh, of things we we John. Give them. I think he left, but I was just wondering how did he get his? I think he said he had a fitness business, right? Yeah, fifty four thousand followers or something like that. Yeah, how did he get to that? Because that's a really large mm-hmm. number. Yeah, so he, he was actually a hard worker. And um, the reason I put him onto Brand Arrow and, uh, you know, gave him a spot on the team in social media was because he, he demonstrated when I met him, he, he, he was t- just telling me he wanted to start something like this, right? The first month he had, I think, 100 followers. And then within four or five, it was only like four, four or five months, he had 54K and he was doing sales. So he, he really has his own growth strategies. Um, he does a lot of follow for follow type of stuff, right? Um, but that doesn't really bring you the audience you want, right? What he's really good with is tags. He knows how to, you know, use tags, get um, save, people to save his posts and come back to them, share them, things like that. And it's the way he writes his descriptions, the way the tags that he uses. Um, it's called tag targeting. Um, you know, all, all the stuff that he does with that is he, he researches every aspect of the picture and then he makes infographics, what people want to know. He watches trends. So just as I do things oh, so for SEO lot. and advertising, I mean, I he does like, the same a, for social media. It's a lot. And like every detail kind of comes into what you're trying to make. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Every, every point percent, you know, every point percent of keyword can, um, can for change. Sure, for sure. Um, click or no click. Thank you for watching episode nine of the Business Hogs. I hope you took a lot from what Parf and Johnny had to say. They are the first actual entrepreneurs that we've had on this show. And 
uh, next week we're going to be releasing habits of the top one percent and from there we're going to be releasing creating financial freedom through passive income which is going to be a collab with money made easy podcast so if you haven't checked them out you should and um don't forget to check out the sponsor of today's episode brandarrowagency.com so stay tuned